If everybody would give a round of applause to the Virginia Assembly. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Okay, so please put your listening ears back on. We're going to have Hamilton Perkins, who's going to be doing a presentation, and inspiring all of you young minds. That's all of us as well, so we're welcome him again. Thank you. Um, 
you know, we turn plastic bottles into designer bags. Um, we mainly sell millennials, but we sell um, from, you know, 18 to 80, so um, everyone can be a customer. And my goal for these slides is really to go through these and then maybe open it up for Q&A, because I feel like that might be a little bit more beneficial than me just kind of talking at you, so um, just bear with me here. I'll, I'll get through these and then we'll, we'll have some fun. Sustainable bags, um, you know, style with purpose has a go-to brand with cars, a Tesla, basically. Um, shoes, uh, Tom's shoes, I, I just noticed these over here. So Tom's both here, so that's cool. Um, so, but these got brand names and sort of sustainable um, future, you know, where you think about the car, where you think about um, the shoes. Um, but there's not necessarily a bad company that uh, kind of owns that space. And you know, for us, we felt like the majority of the industry was, um, you know, kind of like dealing with the same problem of not necessarily having sustainable materials to make, uh, whether it was apparel or uh, bags, etc. So, you know, we, we weren't going to become uh, overnight experts in recycling or even retail. So that was why we partnered. We partnered with great factories, uh, great suppliers. And um, from there, we're able to kind of close that knowledge gap. So just a little bit about our world. It's a big market. Um, as you can see, the global bag market is over $100 billion. Um, what we feel online is addressable for us as millennials from uh, about $1.6 billion of uh, just online spend. Um, millennials are going to spend about $600 billion uh, you know, just in a year. But what we feel is that we can really address it um, head on by just Kind of showing up the places where everyone's hanging out. That's our factory. That's down in me. I was just there last month, so I uh, got a chance to kind of walk the factory floor, um, even factory officials. Um, and you know, this is our this is our lineup. So um, earth bags, as you can see on the table here, we have four colors. Um, coming out with a new style here. I'm pointing out the new style. If you don't know anything about sales and you're an entrepreneurship, you, you need to always be in sales mode. That's a good thing. Um, T-shirts, you know, we also do shirts. We just started making V-necks. A from recycled plastic and uh, reclaimed cotton. You know, simple shirts, about 97% cotton. Our shirts are 50% cotton, 50% plastic. That's a little bit about the competition. You know, we don't get too hung up in the competition because we already know that um, it's already like an entrenched world. When you've been branding a certain way for so long, it's going to be hard to change that shit and automatically go in a different direction. Um, you know, smaller players have always gotten the, uh, I don't know, like that idea that it's too crafty or that it's not cool enough. And you know, that's where we come in, that's where we stand out. So we're, we're on the online side and we're on for affordable as well. Go to market plan. Um, you know, we want to be basically where you guys are, where you're on your phone. And, you know, you may say, well, you know, um, why are we so young uh, in terms of, like, customer base? Well, guess what? You're going to be 22 in a few years. You're going to be 23 in a few years. You're going to be uh, 27. You're going to have whatever uh, income. So at the end of the day, marketing strategy, that's it. Um, you know, mainly word of mouth. That's kind of a fancy way of saying all that is just not together with word of mouth. The way we get bigger is by people talking about us. Um, it's working through, uh, like, organic methods, promoting, and, um, you know, these just kind of help amplify that. Um, people are talking, so that's me and Barbara Corbin from Shark Tank. I had a, you know, cool, cool time for her here in Norfolk uh, at a dinner uh, next to Open Menu. That was really cool. 
company, the Washington Post, Money Magazine. Um, we've also been in Forbes, New York Times, and the Huffington Post. And um, you know, I think reiterating the point um, of the young lady on the panel earlier was, you know, we this didn't just happen. We we reached out, you know, so we wrote we wrote into the writers. We we spoke to the journalists. You know, we jumped on conference calls. We um, we started small. We didn't start with. Uh, <laughs> Started, I started something called the Virginia Blogger Network. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard of the Virginia Blogger Network. There's like 200 bloggers in there, and like literally, I think three of them actually responded back to me on, you know, the other day. Like, and then I gave a response that was just like, you know, probably no. So I got a lot of notes. You're gonna get a lot of notes, but you know, that's the good thing. It keeps fueling you. Team effort. So this is right outside, and I see one like this is a year ago. It's kind of crazy to watch this uh, or look at this myself, just because I mean, we we shot our Kickstarter campaign like early downstairs, um, and see that's the team. Myself, um, you know, my wife does my operations. Um, we have two interns, uh, Sophia and Daniel. Sophia is a student at OBU. Daniel is actually a student at UC Berkeley. I'm picking up, come up from the airport tomorrow morning, um, and he's going to be. Jamming with us for the next few weeks at our showroom. The showroom's over on Bush Street. Um, then we have great advisors. So, Stephen Tom, uh, Bear Barnes, who was an early employee of Tom's Shoes. He's a great mentor. You know, um, Jonah said earlier, you have a great mentor. Get people that can, you know, support you. Um, and that's definitely what uh, Bear and Mike have done. Mike is also a former retail guy, marketing guy, business guy, just giving great advice, stay on corner, you know, um, hold me accountable, and, uh, you know, challenge. So last slide, things are happening. Um, you know, just quick stats, you know, 30 grand in revenues from crowdfunding and beyond. Um, you know, we won a $25,000 grant, uh, you know, a little bit over 100 grand in seat funding, uh, three trunk shows. Um, this year, 17,000, over 17,000 plastic bottles um, impacted and 12 income opportunities created in Haiti. Um, and then Instagram followers. So shout out our Instagram account at Hamilton Perfect. You can check us out there. And um, I'm going to just open it up because, you know, I don't, like I said, I think um, we all learn different, differently. So you may learn from, uh, you know, reading a textbook, you may learn from uh, being in practice, like actually getting out uh, and doing something or, uh, you know, being, being in a panel discussion. So um, I want to try to get as much tailored, uh, you know, Yeah. 
trash. Um, we're using less carbon emissions from transportation, uh, less water consumption, uh, and you know direct revenue opportunities as well. So it was all this kind of like this whole idea of like empowering travelers while providing dignified opportunities. Thank you. Big 
um, where can I go and like um, have the biggest uh, kind of upside? Um, you know, so at the time it's like 30 billion plastic bottles thrown away every year. That's a big problem. Um, if you look at kind of how it works itself to oceans, um, if you look at like how you know fish actually feed on it, if you look at like all the like livestock that are impacted, including us because we consume it. Um, you know, it just it seemed like a really big problem, um, and I wanted it to be part of a big problem. And, and you know, coupled with that, you know, um, so A being um, you know one of the poorest countries in the Western Hemisphere, we learned um, a whole lot. Like I learned that um, you know, like from a GDP perspective, gross domestic product, um, we're talking you know eight nine billion dollars. And I mean, my my last employer was doing like eight billion and a quarter. You know, like and that's just one of like that. Thousands of uh, you know, thousands of So I think it makes sense to um, also take a look when you think about how we're advertising, which is still this excellent industry from a growth perspective. You know, you can't keep advertising billboards around in stock if it's like the first part of the year. Um, that's that's a client thing. You know, you kind of think in the back of your mind, well, you know, digital is so uh, prevalent. Like, how could that vinyl still be? My, my very, one of my first comments today was about um, in business, sometimes things aren't always what you think. Like, the thing that theoretically is right is that sort of it's happening in practice. So um, that's one of those like, kind of things where, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's just a cool thing. It's like a cool thing to see, uh, you know, your product uh, or your billboard, your company, or your small business owner. Um, just like in any other case, um, there's lots of, Lots of things that like don't necessarily always add up, but um, it comes out in a different way. So roundabout answer, um, you know, about seventeen point five dollars in that and uh, three inch shirt. Hello. Um, where do you collect most of the balls that you use to make the bags? So this actually was from the Trinity landfill, which is the largest in the Caribbean, and our pilot country is in the Haiti Highlands. I know there's other countries that we are going to start kind of working uh, by working with Greg. We'll be able to start to go to other countries, but um, you know the majority of it is coming out of Haiti, and um, that's where those those income opportunities are represented as well. Um, all of our vinyls, the majority of vinyls, like these vinyls are changing vinyls. Um, we've been kind of working on getting vinyls out of Haiti. Uh, we have gotten some posters and vinyls out of Haiti, and you know they go like this. They like from a customer's Clients are starting to send us their vinyls, so you know they digitally knock on the door, or they learn the story, and they say, "Hey, we got vinyls. You want them?" And then you know we'll say, "Well, we can use a square yard to make a bag, so um, let us know if you can at least get that." Um, we're starting to expand into other products. Three new products coming out for the, um, the fall and winter of this year, and then um, you know we're kind of working our way into like smaller accessories, but uh, yeah, so. We get, um, you know, we get like trash or you know, vinyls or posters, basically all from all over Africa. I wish I could just switch over to our Instagram account from here, show you our Instagram. You can just see, um, you know, I don't know if you all have your phones on your anything. Just go to Instagram, type in Hamilton Burgers, you'll see, um, you know, how we kind of bring in the pallets of the vinyls and the pallets of the trash, and then we, uh, we use that as a raw material.
question earlier on the panel either, and I, I probably should have been first one jumping up. Um, my mom died when I was like 18, so um, moved out of house at 17. I mean, my mom was my best friend, and, and that was really tough. You know, I think whenever you see, um, you know, someone go through any kind of, you know, illness or, you know, of course, like, what's going to be like that? Like, that's a, that's a hard thing to swallow, but, you know, I, I just think just working really hard, and I always felt like, you know, she worked so hard to keep me, like, going where I'm going today, and, like, Give me a foundation, and like I feel like I have to work hard to pay her back. Like, you know, I, I know I'll, I'll never, never be able to pay her back, but at the end of the day, um, that's how I kind of get over it. Is um, you know, you're never gonna like get completely over it, but you know, I try to. I don't like to become crippled by you know, like just like one thing, like one event. Um, I'm gonna keep going, and um, you know, because that's what they would want. So um, that's my, that was my. I should, I should have brought that up earlier. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, so it was kind of integrated already in the work that we were doing from a supplier standpoint. Um, we were introduced to a great factory that had uh, capabilities, and it goes back to that conversation of, you know, how quickly can you like scale or get better at what you're doing? We knew that overnight we weren't going to be able to in-house like create a factory and like hire contract sewers, and that would be super expensive. So if we could um, find like great sort of uh, organizations already doing that work, it would like it would just make a, a great fit. So um, you know we, we did test around and kind of learn. We're always you know learning, like trying to figure out like how can we make things actually better, how can we supplier better. Um, and I think it just comes down to like you know preference too. I mean. I feel like after going to Haiti and knowing it's a six-hour flight, um, direct three-hour flight to leave out of New York, I mean, it's a geographic situation that makes sense. Um, you know, and I still think that there's great manufacturing throughout all around the world. So there's still great manufacturing here in America. Uh, you know, if you ever heard of Chernobyl watches, I mean, those are great watches made right in Detroit. Um, you know, but then you have China, where there's great manufacturing capabilities. I mean, you know, just coming in, I flew in Hong Kong and saw like all the factories in Shenzhen. I mean, they're just making stuff. So, uh, and in Europe as well. So, I think it's a preference. But um, you know, we felt like at the end of the day, we would be able to have the most impact by um, producing our stuff in Haiti. Uh, Thank
think our ultimate business goal is to advance the idea of sustainable material. Um, and that is sustainable from a battery perspective, that's sustainable from a people perspective, that's sustainable from a social perspective. And just to make a future that we can be excited about, that we can care about. Um, just kind of an interesting fact that it's 2017 and most apparel just isn't sustainable. You know, it's just like one off projects. Like we send rockets to the moon, we made advances in uh, social change and leadership and generational change. And, I mean, we, you know, so five to ten years from now, it's just a world where at, at least it's created more of an open mind um, to the subject. You know, and that's the other thing. It's like, how do you keep an open mind about the, the actual subject? Sounds easy, but you know, again, when things have been entrenched in the brain, um, it's just hard to change the direction of that ship. It's just much harder. I actually have a quick question. Sure. Um, something you said to me at the other engine a couple weeks ago really struck me, and I'm not going to be able to quote him on it, but he said something to the effect of there are plenty of problems in the world, but I want to be like on a big problem. And obviously, we're all I think you have to remember that you're going to be first and you're going to get some arrows in the back. Hopefully you don't get too many arrows so that you're completely uh, out of business. Don't put yourself out of business. Don't take a risk that's just so big and so grand that you know you won't be able to recover from it. Um, but look at it as a white space and an opportunity. You know, we, we felt like there was just a big opportunity to kind of tell the story that we're telling, uh, to work in the ways that we work. And at the end of the day, um, we knew we were going to be growing. We knew we were going to focus on early adopters, uh, you know, people that always kind of pride themselves on being first. But um, what we have noticed is that that still, over time, will kind of fund or finance um, the later cycle uh, growth, like from a, just you know getting people involved with your idea. And it's you know it's no different than you know um, the first cars, you know, like. The guys with the horses at the end of the day, you know, they were holding on to the horses when the car came out. So it's the same thing. Um, it, it repeats itself, history repeats itself. So, um, you know, I study a little bit of history. I mean, I studied some history to find out, well, what were, what were some of the things going on? You know, I did find that there were uh, bags and, uh, you know, like caveman times. Like, you know, that was something that they were using back then. And, you know, at the end of the day, there hasn't really been a whole lot of uh, disruption. Certified B Corporation. 
see us kind of taking on um, potentially like I think the old product will be the first step in that. So we have an old shirt, we have an old bag, we have sneakers um, bring them to us, and then um, you know we turn them into um, you know a new bag, a new shirt, etc. Um, I think that you'll see that sooner than later, um, and, and I think beyond that, we're going to still need to kind of figure out how do you make it, um, how do you make it actually work um, from our perspective when you're on, like, when you're still in the design business, you know, because once you're in the recycling business, you can kind of focus on, you know, what you do really well, so, and we're, we're big believers in, like, you know, um, the things that we do well, like, um, we, we want to go like double in on those areas and then when other people are like way better stuff, we partner with them. So like, you know, Red already had the capability to recycling and create uh, trash into something. So we partnered with them. Um, you know, when we became a B Corporation, B Lab is already like really good at metrics and impact. So they're really helpful when it comes to scaling, um, you know, social and environmental uh, sort of so, you know, I think that it's in the roadmap. You know, we, we hear it from customers. Uh, we're just not quite there yet from a um, kind of execution standpoint. Yeah, so, um, I mean, my name, I mean, I went through a lot of names, and I think um, wanted it to be personal, relatable, hard for me to find other games that would be personal and still relatable that would still describe like kind of like how we got here. Um, my background was retail, my background was uh, selling, you know, I, I've been in kind of, you know, streetwear culture, sneakers, uh, wholesale, interior design. And so I saw it as this like collection of ideas. Um, that was a way for me to kind of summarize all that